You are now listening to my dad's podcast. Well, it's the age-old question. Does having sex at late pregnancy help induce labor? Well, although it's a pretty good suggestion and may be fun to try, what does the data suggest? Let's take a look at that now. For quite some time, women have been told that sex at the end of pregnancy can help bring on contractions that signal labor. It's long been used as a natural method to try to induce labor, especially when women are just tired of being pregnant. But is there any evidence that this is true? Well, as all good myths, there's always some amount of truth buried into the concept. Human sperm contains substances called prostaglandins, which of course are hormone-like substances that can help ripen the cervix and therefore help labor begin. Now that of course is in theory. Additional prostaglandins are released by the woman during orgasm and during sexual activity by itself. So it makes sense that the act of intercourse and orgasm could be a risk factor for labor onset. Sex also plays a role in the stimulation of breast and nipples, which can itself release natural oxytocin. Pitocin, of course, is a synthetic form of oxytocin that's been used to cause uterine contractions since the 1960s. So, once again, it seems plausible that the act of intercourse, along with nipple and breast stimulation during the act, could potentially trigger the onset of labor. But what does the study show? As you would suspect, this is an area that has little high-quality research, but there have been some studies performed. Perhaps the better method of giving a reliable answer is, of course, to conduct a randomized controlled trial where one group of women have vaginal intercourse at least twice a week late in pregnancy and a similar group abstain from sex. Well, a study just like this was done and enlisted 123 women who had a low-risk singleton term pregnancy. That RCT actually found that vaginal intercourse did not hasten spontaneous labor at term. Similarly, a study from Malaysia enlisted over a thousand women with half advised that coitus late in pregnancy after 36 weeks could be used as a natural method to safely expedite labor. The other half were told that sexual intercourse was safe, but its effect on labor was uncertain. They were to keep a coitus diary and those who didn't return it were contacted for a phone interview. The women who were told that coitus could hasten labor had more sex than the control group. However, there was no difference between the two groups of women in labor onset and the need for artificial labor induction. Another study by the Malaysian researchers found that women who reported coitus were actually less likely to go into spontaneous labor before their scheduled labor induction. In other words, it completely backfired. Whether they had orgasm or not actually did not influence the rate of spontaneous labor. They were also happy to report that there was no association with any adverse pregnancy outcome for a coitus or orgasm as long as the pregnancy was deemed low risk. 
Another study was out of Iran. This Iranian study of sex in the last week of pregnancy concluded that it might be associated with the onset of labor. But it was a small study with only 60 women who were questioned by a midwife at face-to-face interviews when they came to the hospital while in labor. Now, that study showed a possibility of labor induction, but it did not reach true clinical significance. The Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews has even done their own summary evaluation of this topic. They note that the role of sexual intercourse in the initiation of labor is uncertain. The action of sexual intercourse in stimulating labor is unclear, and it may be due in part due to physical stimulation of the lower uterine segment or endogenous release of oxytocin and prostaglandin-like substances like we've already discussed. So they sought out to review the available evidence and come up with a conclusive answer. The reviewers concluded that the role of sexual intercourse as a method of induction of labor is actually uncertain and that any future trials investigating sexual intercourse as a method of natural induction needs to be of sufficient power to detect clinically relevant differences in standard outcome. However, it's important to note that none of the trials or none of the studies published that were investigated showed any evidence of true harm and there may be a psychological benefit to continued intercourse, again, barring any pregnancy contraindications, because it increases bonding between the pair. That, of course, can have additional benefits as they prepare for future parenthood. Another potential benefit is that intercourse and sex can make the woman more relaxed by the release of natural relaxation hormones, and this lowered level of physiological stress may potentially help bring on natural labor, but it's an indirect result rather than a direct association. Alright, so what do we know? Well, like most good myths of pregnancy care, there does not seem to be good evidence that having sex during late pregnancy or having frequent orgasms leads to spontaneous labor onset. However, it is true and noted that having intercourse can trigger frequency of contractions, but those contractions seem to be short-lived and do not lead to true progress of labor. So again, we want to make that distinction. There is evidence that having intercourse or orgasm can trigger contractions, but those contractions seem to be non-productive. In other words, there are more Braxton Hicks than true effective contractions for cervical change. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.